Thank you for turning on and tuning in to this episode of Musings from a Small Island with your host, Saul Luckman. Musings from a Small Island is my new podcast inspired by my forthcoming memoir of the same name. In both podcast and book, my goal is to provide an artistic take on the world and the situations that affect us all, while serving it up with equal parts irreverent humor, and wide-ranging philosophy of a generally optimistic nature. If you'd like to learn more about Musings from a Small Island, as well as my other books, I invite you to subscribe to my irregular newsletter at www.crowrising.com. By doing so, you'll also gain access to a treasure trove of free content, including complimentary online versions of at least two of my books. I also encourage you to follow my blog, Snooze to Awaken, Resources for Lucidity, at www.snoozetoawaken.com. There you can stay in the loop daily of what's really going on on this insane awakening planet we call home. Speaking of waking up, my award-winning novel, Snooze, A Story of Awakening, is serialized as an audiobook on my blog. So... Sweet dreams. Finally, on whatever venue you find yourself listening to this podcast, please take a moment to hit the follow button and give it a like if you like it. I don't know how long this recording will be. I really want to take this opportunity to update whoever might be out there listening to this, this musings on a number of projects and events that I have on my plate right now that you might be interested in. And the first of these is taking place, well, the actual event, and it is called The Event, is taking place between the 17th and the 21st of December. And that's it's really, really cool. Let me see, let me pull up a, a good description of that. Um, give me half a second. This is put on by Mike Winner of Alpha Vedic and Josh Del Sol a really uh, amazing group of people are involved in this, uh, this uh, very empowering thing that's happening. It's an online virtual series of workshops, workshops and seminars. It's called the event. And I subtitled it on a video that I, I posted on my YouTube channel, Crow Rising. I subtitled it as empower yourself at this month's online gathering of great holistic minds. In the words of co-founder Mike Winner, here's the description, the event where on December 21st, I'm honored to give a free online address titled Potentiate Your DNA Workshop, is a mindset-driven, solutions-focused five-day summit this December culminating on the winter solstice. Daily talks, workshops, panels, and live streams can be watched for free for 24 hours. We've added some fun new interactive tools and workshops to help bring attendees deeper into the fold and allow for better connections and community growth in the real world. We hope the event will help you crystallize your soul purpose, S-O-U-L, for being in this realm so you can be empowered to take action in 2022. Join us today. And so I will I will put a link to the event in the description, even though I don't put very many links. You can also read more about my workshop over at snooze to awaken and that's snooze with the number two, snooze to awaken.com. That's my blog and a lot of my content. I'm, I'm, I'm 
channeling and funneling through the through the blog. So uh, that's that's really a great uh, place to subscribe and and follow what I'm doing. The um, the the blog post about the event that I have posted right now is the event. Learn how to potentiate your DNA to resist or heal vaccine damage and more in this free online workshop on the revolutionary healing science, quote unquote, of the regenetics method. And that revolutionary healing science is a quote from Nexus magazine from some years ago when they reviewed my first book on this method uh, called Conscious Healing. So um, I really invite you to, to uh, sign up for that workshop. It's free. If you sign up for the, the event by following the, the link, you also get a free e-copy, e an e-book of uh, my international best-selling book, Potentiate Your DNA, which is now available also in Spanish and it will soon be in French. So that's uh, I'm very excited about these translations coming forward. You get a free copy of that and you get a free uh, you get a lot of free material and the workshop features some really, really incredible folks. Uh, it features uh, Dr. Tom Cowan, uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan, whom I interviewed uh, not too long ago. That, that interview is also on my blog. It's um, let me find that the title of that so that you can look that up over at snoozetoawaken.com. That's that was such a good interview. I really, really enjoyed that. Harmonizing the sacred feminine and masculine. And the, the rest of that is to access the third riverbank of being with Dr. Kelly Brogan. There's also, gosh, uh, Sayer G, who's Kelly's husband. There's Charles Eisenstein. If, if you're familiar with his work, I, I was publishing his articles and my um, my easy and DNA monthly, literally a decade and a half ago or thereabouts, a long time ago, really, uh, really an amazing thinker about the awakening consciousness that's going on right now. There are just, a, I don't know how many speakers, but it's a, it's a really full lineup and there's a lot of free material that you get just for signing up for free. And then you can listen to everything for free. If you want to own the content beyond like the 24 hour listening window they set for each workshop or each chat or speech or talk then i think you have to pay something like 60 dollars. it's it's a ridiculously low fee for the amount of content that they're they're serving up and it's it's very practical my my uh, uh my talk is actually the the last talk of the entire workshop before the closing ceremony or closing talk and in a way the in talking with Mike Winter, he who's a co-founder of the event, he really visualized the entire workshop building up to my workshop because it's such a practical application of so many of the concepts that will be discussed in the workshop, having to do with the healing power of consciousness and the power of the mind and the nature of of, of DNA and various other things that that will be be talked about during the workshop. So. I, I had the idea to actually teach it live, to, to empower people, to, to go out there and fish instead of catching fish for people. I really wanted people to be able to take this work out into the world and, and fortify themselves, their family, their friends, their colleagues for all, the, all areas of life, really, but specifically as things stand to fortify uh, people against this onslaught of vaccines because what happened to me years ago and I've talked about this in you know ad nauseum and so many different interviews and in my books 
I was vaccine damaged. I got very ill. I tried many different things to, to heal myself. I was unsuccessful in large measure or for the most part until I developed this technique along with my partner, Lee, called the Regenetics Method. It's a technique for activating your DNA using sound and thought. And the first activation in the Regenetics Method is called potentiation. And that's what this workshop is on. It's about an hour long workshop where I'm just teaching you the nuts and bolts that you can take alongside your free copy of Potentiate Your DNA and actually study how to do the work. The only thing you would need at that point to do the work is a 528 hertz tuning fork. That's the Mi note in the Solfeggio scale. That's available all over the place online. It's also, also available at the Phoenix Center for Regenetics. That's phoenixregenetics.org. That's the Regenetics website. So you can check that out. You can also buy a, a whole kit of forks if you're interested in having the six note Sofeggio scale. There are those out there who have extrapolated that scale to a nine note scale. And I think that's not necessary and I don't subscribe to that position, but uh, there are people out there doing that. So um, in any case, I'm gonna move along now to some, um, let's see, to some other news. I've been publishing a lot of, really great um, blog content that I, I wanted to just call your attention to. There's this new, obviously, there's this new African uh, variant that's happening right now. And I've published a, a, a couple of articles on that already. And I just want to really let you know what I think about it. I think that it does not exist. I think that viruses do not exist. I think that virology is fraud that germ theory is fraud and that we are all being played in an archontic way on a scale that is almost impossible to imagine, but it's essentially a simulacrum of reality that's being pulled down over the world to make us think we're living in a place where viruses exist and we need to be afraid of them and we need all these other measures. And obviously for anyone with eyes that aren't just crusted over with their own ignorance and denial, this is about controlling the human population at a time when we're waking up to the lies and deceptions that have kept us enslaved. So there's a twofold agenda. I also I write about this in, in my new novel, Cali the Destroyer. It is depopulation and domination, depopulation, domination. And they're doing, they're achieving both with this agenda right in front of our eyes. I don't think it will actually fully flower into global hegemony, global depopulation and, uh, and domination on the level they're, they're after. But we are in a war right now. And we're simply in a war. And really, we are in a war of, we're in a war of, of consciousness as much as anything else. And that's what I would like to really impress on, on people right now. It's not so much that, that we are in a position to go out and defend ourselves bodily. <laughs> this is not this is not the Revolutionary War. It's not the Civil War. It's it's an information war. Like I said, it's a war. It's a war of consciousness. And I, and I really, it's funny to me that I was writing about so many things. I mean, really, years ago, um, when I was writing musings from a small island. This was back in in twenty in 2019, 
and I'm, I'm looking for this little piece that I wrote about this, if I can find it. And I don't know if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Let me, let me pull this up. So I wrote about the war of consciousness and I'm going to share, I'm going to share a little bit of this from this forthcoming book with you right now, just because it's, um, it's so prescient what I was, what I was writing, writing about back in the day before all of this COVID stuff broke out. There's actually a little chapter and it's called the war of consciousness. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so this is back in the day. So this is this is a little musing, one of these early musings, the war of consciousness. And it's this is a very snarky, kind of Bordanian voice that I'm writing in here. And this this might be changed as I as we move towards final publication, but I wanted to give you a taste of of, of what the book is like. And this is the war of consciousness. It's just one of the chapters. I think there are 27 chapters. It's self-illustrated with my paintings. I've never been much of a holiday person. Truth be known, I really don't care for anything calling itself a holiday. Corporatized, monetized, anesthetized, lobotomized. That's what holidays are to me. Here are the facts as I see them. Christmas was invented by Coca-Cola. Valentine's Day by Hallmark. And Easter by Cadbury. Cinco de Mayo is the brainchild of Corona. Mother's Day and Father's Day, and probably someday soon, Children's Day and even Embryos Day are designed with one capitalistic goal in mind, to compel the working stiffs of the world to fling offerings they can't afford on the altar of retail. Few things get under my skin more than being compelled to be nice. Like a rebellious high schooler, I go to great lengths to inject any holiday based on obligatory gift giving with lethal doses of sarcasm just to assert my independence from the machine. Speaking of independence, the American holiday that provokes me most, July 4th, doesn't even require giving gifts. Talk about life's little ironies. A nauseating display of statist brainwashing anywhere. Independence Day is especially trying on my small island. The entire landmass is littered with flag-waving tourists from North, South, East, and West Jesus. So unaware their country is a democracy in name only, they wouldn't know freedom if it bit them on their star-spangled asses. You'd be amazed how many delusional beachgoers take pride in sporting flag bikinis and swim trunks in July. Given America's spotlessly genocidal record of engaging in at least one war of aggression at all times. My mind tends to play tricks on me, and instead of stars and stripes up and down the beach, I see swastikas, hammers, and sickles. Begging the question, when did tyranny become so fashionable? A lot of these debt serfs served or have relatives who served in the armed forces. For many of these people, service means putting your life on the line for liberty. I get that. And maybe one day their country will reward them with a tax jubilee, a year-long sabbatical, first world health care, an in-ground swimming pool, and a lifetime voucher for free sex in Vegas. Seriously, how thick-headed do you have to be to believe anything the federal government and its unofficial mouthpiece, the free press, have to say? Here's a simple rule that works 99% of the time. Whatever they say is close to the exact opposite of what they actually mean. 
Try listening to the news with this rule in mind for a month and see if it doesn't change your life. Maybe it will change your life for the worse, since it's likely to induce a period of deep depression. But change is exactly what will happen. You might come to understand that political correctness has nothing to do with fairness. It's a weaponized psyop designed to induce people to let others do their thinking for them. You might realize that patriotic duty is really unpatriotic duty, defined as the fascistic bullshit our insane government tells us we must do. You might even finally grasp that pedophile is just another name for your average big-time politician. And when the depression finally passes and your eyes finally see the country you live in for what it is, an open-air prison, you might finally be ready to enlist on the right side in the most important war any of us can ever fight, the war of consciousness. I'm sorry to break it to you if that's what I'm doing. But the human mind is the front line in the battle for the fate, not just of America, but the world. The psychopaths who pose as our leaders will do anything to keep the people ignorant, asleep, and controllable. Consider the coordinated censorship of dissenting voices, a blatantly authoritarian move straight out of 1984, supported by our government, happening across Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and the like. And appreciate how much power lies in truth for the bloodsuckers who control us to fear it so much. Hashtag that. Given the state of things, I offer that it's the moral and ethical responsibility of anyone who opposes this kind of oppression to serve morally and ethically so as to awaken and galvanize the people. Any other kind of so-called service is dirty work for the deep state. Noble motives for enlisting notwithstanding. You'll probably lose a lot of friends and gain a lot of enemies by speaking up and acting out, but you'll also save your soul. Sadly, as for July 4th at the beach, most of the jingoists polluting literally and figuratively the island shores are hopeless cases. You can tell by their uncomprehending eyes, they're fanatics who couldn't hear your message of truth if you used a megaphone. They act as clueless as they look, toting everything but a porta john and a kitchen sink to the beach and blasting Shania Twain at ear-crushing decibels for the Russians to hear while defiling the beautiful coastline with Budweiser cans, Marlboro butts, and Doritos wrappers. To think that these are the people who are supposed to make America great again. I sometimes feel that if we could avoid thereby sinking into a globalist totalitarian nightmare, aka Planet China, it would be a good idea for all the world's countries to abandon Independence Days, which are textbook applications of the divide and conquer strategy used by our controllers against us, and create a worldwide holiday called Interdependence Day. Such a holiday, truly a holy day, and not a commercialized bastardization of spirituality like everything else, might actually give our species a fighting chance to survive and maybe even someday thrive. All right, I'm going to get down off my soapbox. That's from Musings from a Small Island. That's going to be coming out sometime in 2022. I'm hoping in the first three to four months. And it will be illustrated with my paintings. It will be kind of a coffee table book with, a, with an actual story uh, memoir embedded into it. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And I'll let you know uh, when that's, uh, when that's headed, headed your way. I would... Also, uh, like to spin off of this and talk a little bit about 
uh, it's like I hesitate to even go here, but I, I think I have to. It's this, there's this ongoing thing. I see it happening. It's kind of dividing the, the patriot community. And I can absolutely consider myself a patriot uh, in, in the purest sense of that term. I'm, I'm for freedom. I'm for liberty. I'm for, the, I'm for free speech. All of that. I just, I call the spade a spade. I call it like I see it. And I don't like what I see from the liberals. I don't like what I see from a lot of conservatives, although I'm more allied these days with, with conservatism for obvious reasons. You know, there's just this tendency among conservatives to be, you know, pro-freedom and pro-free market and pro-junk food and pro sick care and pro, you know, all of these things that I'm completely against. And I'm like, wait a minute, how can you be for all of these things that I consider healthy for the body politic and be so, so delusional when it comes to your own body? Riddle me that. So anyway, this whole question of vaccines and Trump's continuing to push them uh, there was a, I, I recently posted, I have this uh, wonderful Telegram channel. I, 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 I highly recommend that you check me out over there. I'm going to pull it up right now and give you that, um, those coordinates, if I can find it. What is my name? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Saul Luckman, Saul Luckman Uncensored. The channel is, it's at https colon slash slash t.me slash Saul Luckman. It's all lowercase. So come over and check me out. Saul Luckman uncensored if you get onto uh, to Telegram. So please uh, come and you know check out what I'm posting. It's not an interactive group. It's just uh, me posting a bunch of stuff. You know, uh, a lot of it. You know, pretty pretty fascinating. But I'm looking right now for for this article just to give you a, you a sense of what I've been posting about. And anyway, it's the five, it's five times that, you know, Trump has gotten on, on the bandwagon about these safe and effective vaccines, which, you know, is just one of the most absurd positions that I've ever seen, especially as somebody who was nearly killed by vaccines. And now I see what's going on. I have clients now all over the world. I've worked with thousands and thousands of people over the year, and I have lots of, lots of networking that's happened thanks to that. And I'm just getting stories, just kind of filling up my inbox, people with adverse reactions to these vaccines, people uh, having family members or friends just, you know, dropping dead or being hospitalized or debilitated by these vaccines. I mean, it's, it's getting to be this kind of genocidal, apocalyptic, real pandemic of, of vaccinations. Uh, and it's, it's really, really sobering. So, you know, I wrote uh, in a, in a, in a, post on telegram every time i hear the word vaccine come out of trump's disingenuous mouth i can't help imagining all the oxygen being sucked out of the earth's atmosphere now i'm not anti-trump i'm actually not and i'm willing to consider that there is some rationale to the way he's supporting these things that may have may have to do with getting us out of lockdowns and that kind of thing. But, but here's the problem with that way of looking at things. And I've heard a lot of people say it is that we're going right back into lockdowns. It's happening all over again. So if that was the real rationale, then put up or shut up Trump, because right now it's not working. So you need to start telling the truth about these things. I think you will win back a lot of people 
who are questioning your integrity and questioning, questioning whether you're deep state, questioning whether you were on that plane with Epstein. Now, I don't think he was. I think he was on a, a flight up to New York when Trump's own plane was in the, in the shop. You know, I think all of that's been blown out of proportion by the media. It's just another lie they're telling to try to besmirch his character. But his character has been genuinely besmirched by his support of these vaccines. And I realize that there are people just tying themselves in knots and becoming human spaghetti to explain why he's doing this and the 5D chess of this brilliant mind. Bullshit. All of it, bullshit. So I'm just, I'm not, I'm not there, okay? There's an article over on my, um, over on my blog. I can pull that up. Let me see. It's really, it was actually very, very funny. And I thought, it was such wonderful food for thought, especially for kind of a libertarian anarchist fence sitter like myself on some of these um, these issues. And let's see, let me pull it up. This was from over a year ago. I also wanted to say before I share this, that reading I just did from Musings, I wrote that in 2019, uh, by and large. There were little parts that I maybe uh, brought in from other places or some of it came from possibly earlier. And oh my gosh, did I absolutely paint the world that we're living in right now. It was incredible. And that was, it was at the end of 2019 that I also got the download to write Callie the Destroyer. And I got the plot just kind of given to me one night just by by somebody or something. And that was another just bit of uh, fortune telling, basically prophecy. I was a seer and I didn't, you know, I didn't even know what was happening to me. The article, if you go to snooze to awaken.com, I, I mentioned earlier is Trump derangement versus Trump enablement. And it's by a very funny writer named Donald Jeffries uh, over at keeping it unreal. So he's very, you know, on to the whole psyop stuff with the pandemic. And, these, you know, he wrote this my goodness, he wrote this one that I published this. This was back in 2020, actually prior to the stolen election. Um, you know, he, he ends up saying uh, the Trump enablement people feast on Trump's tweets and demand nothing else. Sound bites and juvenile names are enough to satisfy him satisfy them. Forget ending DACA or, or birthright citizenship or the destructive foreign visa worker programs or stopping the senseless wars or rebuilding the infrastructure or that autism vaccines commission headed by Kennedy Jr. They also claim, continue to claim Trump has stopped child sex trafficking, even as Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to suicide himself under his watch. They breathlessly await the ever-changing date with those 150,000 sealed indictments that will bring down the deep state. They believe that William Barr, a swamp creature of decades long good standing, will fulfill Trump's drain the swamp promise. Now, again, this is over a year ago now. Virtually all Americans view this virus through the prism of Trump's personality. They are committed to love him or hate him. If only they'd recall the advice of the greatest champion the poor and working class ever had, Huey Long, who said, They've got a set of Republican waiters on one side and a set of Democratic waiters on the other side. But no matter which set of waiters brings you the dish, the legislative grub is all prepared in the same Wall Street kitchen. All right. So food for thought, pun intended. In other news, uh, Cali is actually being turned into Cali the Destroyer is actually being turned into a, an audiobook. It will be my first audiobook. 
And I'm really uh, pleased with the reader that, um, that I found to do that. I, I, however, was very naive thinking that I wouldn't have anything to do with that process. I thought I would hand off the book, which is a pretty long book. It's 450 pages or something like that, 425 pages. I thought I would hand that off and a few months later, I would get, you know, the ebook and there it would that that's that would be that. And actually it's been much more hands-on. I've been much in much more of a kind of a directorial role in in uh helping craft the 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 characterization, the sound, pronunciations, everything. So uh it's it's interesting. Uh you know, I'll go into a little more eyes wide open when I do another another uh, audio book. I'm thinking about turning snooze into a professional audiobook at some point right now on snooze to awaken you can you can read the serialized version of snooze or you can listen to it and it's it's a it's an it's a i don't know exactly what they call it but it's a, a an automated voice system so it's just really it's reading the text using a, a computer program to do that so it doesn't have any of the human finesse of, a, of an actual human reader at the moment but it's a way that people can listen to the story if they would prefer to do that if that's easier so you you can just go to the front page of snooze to awaken.com and right now in the upper right is chapter one of 84 of the serialization of snooze a story of awakening awakening read or listen to this award-winning metaphysical novel free online and i don't know if i've spoken about this book it was my first uh, novel after Beginner's Luke, which I'm going to be reissuing uh, either next year or the following year, and I'm, I'm I'm going. I'll talk about that some other time. But in some ways, I consider this snooze to be my first novel published the way I I wanted it published, and I wanted to share a little bit about it. Um, could it be there's no such thing as the paranormal, only infinite varieties of normal we've yet to understand. This is an important and timely question explored in this in, in this novel. Snooze, the story of awakening, winner of the 2015 National Indie Excellence Award for New Age Fiction. So it won some other awards. And then uh, now for the first time ever, this epic visionary tale is being officially serialized in both readable and audible formats. You're invited to join with eyes or ears, Max Diver, aka Snooze, along the razor's edge of a quest to rescue, rescue his astronaut father, from a, a fate stranger than death in the exotic, perilous other world of sleep. This inspiring tale interweaves a plethora of paranormal and metaphysical subjects, from Bigfoot and Enlightenment to the Loch Ness Monster and time travel via the Bermuda Triangle. And this, uh, let's see. Uh, in her review of Snooze, published in Indie Shaman Magazine, June Kent had this to say about what she described as superlative fiction. Engrossing, entertaining, and occasionally humorous, Snooze also takes a look at a wide range of subjects, including levitation, telepathy, lucid dreaming, spirit animals, parallel universes, and shamanic-like journeying, giving a wide range of information effortlessly absorbed as you enjoy the story, as well as much food for thought. And this is the second time we've seen that phrase today. So, um, yeah, lots of projects going on. I hope I can turn that into an audio book. Uh, down the road. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, having a new book with with musings that has my art in it. I'd love for more people to be able to have a look at the art that I've been doing. Now, I want to go back to this whole question of, of the variant. So 
Uh, John Rappaport has been writing about it, and I published one of his articles with permission on the 2nd of December. When was that? Just was that yesterday? And, you know, his take is, uh, is the title of his piece is The New African Virus Mutation Right on Time, a Kindergarten Covert Op for the Ignorant. And he says there are no variants because there is no virus. SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist. I've spent the past year and a half proving that. But fantasies do exist. So do covert ops with intentions to deceive. And that's basically what we're in right now. And so he cites an inter, um, he cites uh, the work of uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman on the subject, and that's um, very a very uh, very excellent article by John Rappaport. So that's uh, a, a recent publication on my blog. And then I also published an article on November 30th called New COVID Scariant Fact or Fiction with Dr. Andrew Kaufman. And this is a video, a, an interview that he recently did with Sayer G. And both of them will, are going to be presenting at the event that I'm going to be presenting at here around the solstice. I, that's a great interview. They really get down to the nuts and bolts of, of how this virus deception works and how what they're calling isolation is anything but and how, how what they're actually doing is just creating uh, computer simulations of viruses and pretending that it's the real thing and then creating all of these crazy vaccines for these imaginary viruses. But the vaccines are very toxic and harmful for all kinds of different reasons. So I really invite you to check out that interview. You can, you can access it um, through my blog. Another very interesting piece um, that I published on the 26th on a similar subject is the true, albeit fictional, nature of the virus. And this was just a little thread from Rumor Mill News by someone called CGI's Mike. And I want to, I just want to read I want to read this tiny little thread to you. Uh, you can you can read it yourself, but I'm, it's so short. But it says a lot, and I'm going to quote now. It, the unisolated, non-existent virus, was conceived as a meme virus of the mind. Uncritical acceptance by the masses, alt as well as other, allowed it to evolve into a legal fiction with substance and standing in what passes for courts in America. It is now more real and more dangerous than any physical virus could ever be. It carries weight in all jurisdictions from federal to state to cities and school boards and more. COVID-19 is a perfect example of occult forces using the creative power of the masses to bring into existence an entity with weight and mass and social legal influence. The masses unwittingly sourced sorcery, their own nemesis, and this includes all of the alt sources that would not focus singularly on the absence of proof of existence once that came to light. Any and all deviations from demand of proof of existence fed the COVID fiction. It does not matter what the argument concerning COVID might be. It fed the fiction by tacit agreement that the fiction was real. Now that the fiction has become real, it will be much more difficult to deal with as it has infected a large portion of the planet's population, obviously, figuratively speaking. The dark occultists, most of those in positions of authority, will take full advantage of the situation. 
It's interesting that in this day of high technology, almost the entire population of Earth willingly participated in black sorcery, bringing something which does not exist into existence. I'm going to be publishing in the next day or two a blog featuring a very recent interview between Mike Adams, who who uh, not too long ago changed his tune and started whistling a new one relative to germ theory and the virus. And this, in, in this interview, he's, he's chatting with Christine Massey, who has put through all of these freedom of information requests to all of these governments and institutions like the CDC asking for proof of not only SARS-CoV-2, the alleged virus that supposedly causes this quote unquote COVID, which is not one thing and is many things, uh, but she, let's see, where was I going with that? Um, oh yeah, so so she put through all of these freedom of information requests and no one can ever provide evidence of the virus other than these studies that say that you know it's been isolated. Then you read the studies and you realize that it hasn't been isolated. They've done no such thing. It's just science fraud. And it's really amazing to think that so many scientists, so many virologists and biologists could actually buy into the science fraud because once you break it down, the fallacies are so in your face and obvious. I mean, any good logician could just look at it and realize that these people are just magicians. So it's really, really incredible. On my blog, if you look up Christine Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y, in addition to this article that I will be publishing, uh, there was a wonderful interview between her and John Rappaport. So you can check that out. And, and it goes into her, her quest to locate the virus. And it cannot be located because it does not exist, because it is a fictional figment of the scientific and now the collective imagination. And the alternative media is just as much to blame as the mainstream media, to wit, Zero Hedge. They have article after article after article. Now, now it's happening with variant. It happened with Delta. It, you know, it's, it's, it's the Omicron, which really means moronic. It spells that. It's an anagram. Just read Zero Hedge and realize that every single article, they're just basically taking a critical stance on how people are handling the virus. They're not against the virus or against the science. They're just absolutely either ignorant scientifically within no ability to actually reason or see truth, or they are controlled opposition. And I'm beginning to think the latter is the case. I can't prove that. It's just a feeling. So uh, just uh, like I said recently, I, I no longer, every time I see the word virus, I tune it out because I no longer believe in fairy tales. So I suggest you do that too. Whenever you're reading through something and someone starts talking about infection or natural immunity or herd immunity or only you know the fatality rates are only one percent or all this just stop reading because these people are promoting a fiction they're half truthers i think i went into that in a previous episode but i'll i'll i'll, uh, I'll share a little bit about what i have to say about half truthers I wrote an article back in February, urgently needed truthers to wake up half-truthers capable of disseminating this paramount COVID truth. 
And it's this whole idea. If you, you, I would ask that you just go read that article if you haven't already. And it's this idea that until we get at the truth of the matter, that there is no virus, they will just keep rolling out the variants forever and ever until we're all dead or enslaved. It's pretty much that simple. All right. I think I'm in a position to move on and I may be in a position to start closing this out. I, I wanted to share a few things. I know what I was, I was wanting to share. It's just been a John Rappaport kind of day. Uh, big fan of his, have been for a long time. Uh, he's a wonderful writer, wonderful truth teller. And um, he wrote an article years ago that I put on my over on my uh, podcast today. I, I, I turned it, I used that application, the application within the podcast for using the computerized voice to just turn the text into, I guess it's text to speech kind of thing, but it's, um, you know, it goes immediately, it becomes a podcast when you do that. And the article is called Parallel Universe Therapy, and he hyphenates Parallel Universe. Parallel Universe Therapy. But just as we have this dark sorcery going on in the world, this ability to create something out of nothing and control the world with it, which is deeply archontic, it's deeply of the archontic mindset and character. And I go into that in incredible detail in Cali the Destroyer. So if you haven't read that, check it out because it's what it's all about. Rappaport is also really into this idea of using a kind of almost like white sorcery. He doesn't call it that. He calls it ah, the imagination. And it's used in a good way. I just want to read you the end of his article. It's really, really, really nice here. And this should give us, as we close out this, this little chat, this, this musings, this should give us something to be hopeful about. Because we can use the same power collectively to free ourselves from this construct. Yes, there has been this construct that's been created, this COVID nightmare that we're living through, and it's very ingrained, entrenched, and difficult to budge at this point in time. But budget we can, and budget we will. The fulfillment of desire in the physical world seems to operate on one basic idea. Discover what you want and go get it. However, when you follow that path with imagination, new spaces swim into view, new objects, new branches on the tree. This kind of expansion reflects what self is really after, unlimited creation. The cells of the body, the brain, the mind, the consciousness, the subconscious are all waiting for that, are all hoping for it, are all geared up for it. Whether they are all dressed up with nowhere to go or will be enlisted in a grand adventure is up to the individual himself. The illusion presented by the physical world is one objective, one course of action, one strategy. And he wrote this back in like 2013 or 2014. I mean, it's so, it's so amazing as an aside, it's so amazing when you apply this to the deep states mentality that has now been exposed. Moving on. But even in the realm of science, we see this as only a partial explanation of what is going on. When breakthroughs are made, they are accomplished through leaps of imagination. There are gaps between what was previously known and, and what is suddenly known now. And that's gonna happen with all this COVID stuff. We will see a massive breakthrough and it might happen all over the place, just like the telephone was invented simultaneously in various places by various people. Those gaps aren't crossed by purely rational means. In retrospect, it may seem that way. 
It may be told that way, but the discoverer and the inventor are accessing and creating solutions by introducing new dimensions. In a person's life, the same approach applies. There are endless opportunities for imagining and creating new roads. These roads are new spaces, worlds, universes. In many fields of alternative inquiry, history, archeology, span science, economics, etc., undisclosed dimensions are revealed. So it is with the human being himself and his creative potential. What is considered hard fact dissolves and imagination comes to the fore as the alchemical force that transmutes a few dimensions into an unlimited number. Our societies, civilizations, and traditional teachings, indoctrination, seek to exclude and bury this infinity. And I would simply add, they will fail in that endeavor and that luminous child in each of us, that infinite potential will be birthed. And I think it's going to happen soon in our lifetimes. Peace out.